Good morning. It is February 27th, 2024. This is episode 90. Oh my gosh. 90 episodes in a row. The Paul Green Comedy Podcast. That is 90 days in a row. I have been updating you all on my dreams. This is a podcast by a dreamer for a dreamer. I am Paul Green, comedian, actor, improviser, and a lover of all things dreams related. I am just so fascinated with that whole idea of being able to live a life and have ambitions that are outside of your current life experience, my current life experience, and going for them and trying to manifest and bring to pass um, what it is that is calling to you, especially if it seems so unlikely or impossible that it would happen for you. And that is what I am up to. I am pursuing comedy as a stand-up comedian, I also do acting, and I am an improv actor. So, today, or yesterday, um, I had some cool experiences, um, which, man, I'll tell you. So, the first thing that happened that was really cool is I had a good comedian friend of mine who also owns a club. He's a booker, reach out to me. And um, first of all, he had mentioned that he listened to my podcast and that I inspired him. And if you're listening again, you know who you are. Thank you so much for calling. I know that maybe that didn't seem like a big deal, but it was very significant to me. Because, you know, I don't really put a lot of thought into if this podcast is actually, I mean, first of all, if anybody's even really listening to it, you know, according to the numbers, not a lot of people are. Um, and secondly, if anybody is listening to it, if, you know, there's they're actually getting anything out of it. And he had just called and mentioned that my podcast had inspired him. And then um, we talked for a little while and collaborated on an idea. And I don't, it, it, it may have seemed like a small thing, but to me it was very just heartwarming. And I was touched that he would think of me as somebody to reach out to and to collaborate and who he wanted me to help him give some ideas and feedback. And I was more than happy and willing and excited to do so. And You know, that's that's a good experience for me as a dreamer to be able to have people who I respect because um, I respect this this man tremendously and what he's done um, in the comedy club that he's created. And so the fact that then he would actually call me and is looking up to me to... Um, be somebody who he wants to collaborate with and get some feedback with. And, oh man, I'm, I so regret that I'm still bringing up what happened to me a week ago. Um, if this is your first time listening, then you'll have to go back about a week ago. And cause it's pretty much all I've been talking about. 
it's all I talked about for about three or four days straight. <laughs> um, you know, where I was just so incredibly mistreated and treated with disdain and ingratitude and disrespect and just a complete lack of appreciation when I had actually been, I mean, with this particular comedy club, I was actually volunteering my time. They weren't even paying me. And yet still, through whatever pathology, decided to treat me and behave in a certain way, which I was just absolutely unwilling to tolerate anymore. And then I contrast that with the people who are st uh, starting to gravitate towards me and I'm gravitating towards them, which are artists who who are really in it for the art's sake and they aren't trying to screw anybody over. They aren't trying to control anybody. They aren't trying to manipulate or anything like that. They, they really do have good hearts and they want to do a good job and they want to be good artists. And yeah, they make mistakes because everybody makes mistakes, but there's a difference between making a mistake and being like, hey, you want to, I kind of screwed up on that. That was on me. Let's move forward. Or somebody who screws up and then overcompensates by control, lying, belittling, blaming. Oh, well, it's everybody else's fault that things aren't going the way that I, whatever. I mean, I'm kind of talking uh, more hypothetically now, but. So I had that conversation while I was driving to meet up with another friend of mine who I actually had on the podcast a couple weeks ago, who is, uh, she's new to comedy and she has been doing the same thing, just calling me up and asking me to help her write jokes. And like, I don't even think about asking for anything. And the gentleman who called me earlier today to ask me to help with him, I didn't even think to be like, oh, well you're going to have to pay me my whatever, but he offered to pay me, you know, out of respect and out of graciousness and out of gratitude, you know, um, which is very much appreciated. And then, you know, I met up with this person and she and I are just collaborating about doing different documentary projects. And she's, you know, we're talking about how we can get funds for different things. And, it's like we 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 we're both ambitious, you know, we're both we are looking to get something out of the other person, but it doesn't come from a place of control or manipulation or greed. It comes from a place of wow, like we we have a synergy and we we genuinely want to help each other and we see that the other person has something to offer and we value it and because we value it, we treat the, that person with respect just genuine human respect and when I didn't even get genuine human respect and just kind hearted decency from this from this other troop <laughs> I'm oh my gosh I'm, I'm, I'm just being so underhandedly uh, cr critical, you know, it's just my way to get my jabs in there of like, F those guys. But seriously, F those guys. You know, like, I had 
perform. I had given so much of my life. I mean, a good 16 years. Eh, I mean, not a full 16 years because I was in L.A. for several years, but so many years, so many years of my life, so many nights, so many showing up early and leaving late and so many not really getting paid fairly for, well, there's really no such thing as fair pay, but um, doing a lot of volunteer, I'll put it that way. And I also got paid from some stuff, but to go from being treated with just such tremendous disrespect and disdain and them demonstrating a complete unwillingness to even help me out to, to, to like actually just support me and, and, and work with me on the smallest of things. I mean, what went down was so minuscule and they just turned around and treated me like I was some villain and contrast that with a week later. So I had that my comedian friend call me and ask for help. And then I met up with another comedian friend of mine who wants me to help her out. And then I um, ended up having a conversation uh, through through text and voice messages and stuff with another buddy of mine who's a professional writer. So he's on the writing side of things and he's an incredibly gifted and talented writer. Um, and he's written on like major TV shows that on Netflix. I remember the first time watching a TV show, an actual episode of a TV show that he had written. And I remember seeing the, crit- the credits and it said, written by Eric Phillips. And I was like, you know what I mean? Like I was so excited and I took a screenshot of it and like posted it on Instagram. I'm like, that's my buddy. He wrote this episode of like a major Netflix show and he's out there hustling. And so he and I um, were talking and we had this really in-depth conversation about entitlement and how easy it is now for me to spot the genuine artist's from the posers and the manipulators and the entitleds. Um, the, you know, the, the people who, for whatever reason, feel that the universe owes them major success. And if they don't have major success, that they're a victim and it's everybody else's fault. And, um, I'll tell you, I have no sympathy for that. No sympathy for that whatsoever because being an artist, I mean, it's not fair. This is not a fair and equitable industry. It is not a meritocracy. The most talented and hardest workers do not always rise to the top or always get paid. You know, there is no such thing as fair pay. It, it, it's such a drastically weighted pay scale. I mean, you look at any major motion picture, you know, probably 90% of the entire budget is to pay like two guys and two women. You know, and then the rest of the 90% or the the remaining 10% is to make the movie and pay everybody else. And you know, it's not fair. And that's and that's not to say that there isn't a virtue in trying to make it more fair and those out, you know, going on strike and, you know, trying to get, you know, fair treatment. I'm, I'm not I'm not 
talking about that. Um, but I'm talking about an essence of, well, because I showed up or because I just am that the world owes me something. And I've been around long enough. I've seen enough incredibly talented people who like comedians and actors and filmmakers, writers and producers and who are so incredibly talented and are still out there and they have to hustle and grind every single day to make ends meet. And yet these other entitled actors are going to go like, oh, well, or comedians and uh, well, how come I should have to go to an open mic? Uh, how come I shouldn't have to? I'm just like, good luck. Good luck with that attitude. And, you know, I probably have had some of that in my life too. And, and maybe this is just wisdom speaking. Maybe this is just going to LA and just getting the shit kicked out of me and just realizing how, how saturated this world is with incredibly talented artists and to try to monetize that art is, is just so such an insurmountable endeavor to do that. And for somebody to think that because they've just showed up that the world owes them, it's like, Hey, listen, for everybody who's just showing up, there's another 10,000 people who are showing up and going the extra mile and hustling and have been hustling and grinding and made bigger and larger sacrifices than you ever have. And, and I feel that way. I feel that I have been given so many opportunities that I wasn't entitled to and that maybe there's are other people who deserve them more than even I do, who have put in more time or more effort. And for whatever reason, those opportunities landed in my lap, you know, like this, this gig last weekend in, in Missouri, it's like, you know, I get, I get booked by this social media influencer, Elizabeth Weikert, and, you know, she's got millions of followers, millions and millions of views. And I have no idea how many performers she knows. I mean, hundreds, maybe thousands of comedians and actors and performers. And yet for some reason, she reached out to me and asked me to come be a part of her comedy show. Do you think I felt entitled to that? Do you think I felt that she owed me that? No, because she didn't and I wasn't entitled to it. What I was, was grateful. I was so grateful that she gave me this opportunity and that I got to go share my art and first of all, that somebody put together a show because putting together a show is a pain in the arse. It is a major endeavor to get a venue, get an audience, get a show, and get those all to line up and to actually try to make money at it. It is... I wonder what the percentage of positive ROI shows <laughs> are... You know, historically, it would be fun to just see some data on that. I would bet you that 80% of any show ever did not produce a positive ROI. That's just, a, yeah, that's a guess. I have no idea. I have no stat stats whatsoever, uh, whatsoever other than just 
the hundreds and hundreds of shows that I've been a part of over the the years and how many producers of shows just lose their shirt. So I don't I really don't feel entitled to anything except common decency, respect to be spoken to like a human to be given the benefit of the doubt, you know, like common human decency. Beyond that, when it comes to opportunities or or getting booked or getting jobs or getting acting jobs or comedy jobs or gigs or getting famous or getting internet viewers or like whatever it is that I'm going for, I don't feel entitled to anything. And I'm at a point to where everything that does come my way, I am completely grateful for. And I try my best to express that and to show up in a manner that indicates that I'm grateful to be here. And with that comedy club that I cut ties with last week, I know that that is exactly how I was showing up. I have zero guilt. I have zero shame. I have zero doubt in myself that I showed up every time, at least in the last couple of years, with complete gratitude, no sense of entitlement, even so much to where they sat me down and said, hey, we just can't afford to pay you anymore. I just said, great. I don't feel entitled to even get paid. If there's no money there, why should I get paid? If you're losing money, I don't I don't want to make money. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't feel entitled to that. And yet, what they couldn't do is just treat me with respect and gratitude for that. And that I have no tolerance for. That I have no tolerance for. And I have no tolerance for entitlement. So that was the third conversation. So I have now connected with a stand-up comedian, uh, two stand-up comedians, uh, one asking me to help him um, collaborate and and listen. Uh, the second, another stand-up comedian, and she's also getting into politics, and she's a business owner, and, and she's so much fun. And we're collaborating and talking about you know ways to work together. Then I have this incredible conversation with my buddy, who's a who's in he's a professional TV writer, and he's incredibly talented, and he does TikTok videos, and he and I have been friends now for a good six, seven years, and have worked together on a handful of projects, and we have this incredible conversation, and then I go and I have a meeting with a another buddy of mine who is putting together a comedy show and asked me to be a part of this comedy show, so I met with him, a producer, and another performer in the comedy show, and if you are ready for some random fascinating timing and synchronicities. So one of the people who I met up with tonight was one of the original founders of the comedy club that I just cut ties with. And he was one of the three founding members. The 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 two the two remaining founding members pretty much kind of cut him out of the company when he helped found it. And it wasn't a a pleasant parting, let's say that. They kind of screwed him over. They feel he screwed him over, but um, that's not 
after talking with him. So he he was there at the beginning of this comedy club that I ended up joining in 2008 and that I was a part of for almost 16 years of my life. You know, I had a little break there in the middle when I was in L.A. that I had come back to. And then they had treated me a certain way. I cut ties with them. And then a week later, for the first time in my life, I met the original founder. And you better believe he and I shared some stories. And it was very gratifying. I'm not going to lie. It was very gratifying for us to compare notes about how we were treated by that organization. Him 20 years ago at the onset of it and me all these years later um, after having been involved to some degree or another for almost two decades and realizing that these are just not people that I can be associated with anymore. And... Man, am I lucky. I am so lucky to be attracting into my life people who are ambitious, who are talented, who are good. They have good hearts. They have pure intentions. They don't want to hurt anybody. They don't want to take anything from anybody. They really, truly want to collaborate, create, share their art, perform, help each other, support each other, build each other up, try to find opportunities for each other, encourage each other. I'm incredibly grateful too. That's like one, two, three, that's six, six people who I've had fairly intimate conversations with today, collaborative, high energy, supportive, ambitious. Nobody's trying to F each other over. Nobody's selfish. Nobody's greedy. Nobody's trying to control. Nobody's trying to manipulate. Nobody's disrespecting. Nobody's suspicious. You know, it's all trust and it's love and it's art and it's ambition and it's honing a craft and it's learning and growing and navigating such a tumultuous inconsistent industry known as the entertainment industry generally and I'm in the throes of it and I'm fighting my way through in the darkness and you know just how how lucky am I and how grateful am I that you know a week after being treated the way that I was treated. I have a day like today where I have six people who, some of them I met for the first time tonight and I already trust them with my life. Because I just feel that energy with them. And 
and then add on this weekend with Elizabeth, you know, that makes seven. And this weekend I'm flying out to Philadelphia to meet up with another comedian friend of mine, Andrew, who's incredible. And he's in my corner and I got two shows in the next two weekends because of him all out of town because he's trying to support me and find ways to get me gigs and and have my back. And he's not asking anything directly in return other than when I get famous that I'll let him open for me. That's what he wants. He wants to open for me. And um, I truly want that to happen. Just like I want everybody's dreams, what they really are. Especially when I know that those people are pure-hearted, from what I can tell. And that their dreams are in alignment with higher purposes and higher ways of thinking and elevated emotional states and in alignment with gratitude and with sharing art and spreading joy and bringing love. Bringing love to the free world, man. I just watched One Love last night. So I got a little bit of a Jamaican accent in me. Uh, please nobody post this and try to cancel me for that. I, I meant it in love. All right. Man, just just a lot of gratitude today. Just gratitude. So grateful for these experiences, these people who have come into my life, who have gravitated into my life, and who have supported me. And I was telling my buddy uh, Dave, who was part of that meeting tonight, um, when I moved back to Arizona from L.A. Uh, two years ago, he had reached out and said that he wanted to do a two-person show with me. And I think I took it a little bit for granted at the time, but as we were, as I was talking to him tonight, I was like, you want to know what, Dave, the fact that you just called me and you wanted to perform with me, just going, that is the greatest compliment I, I can possibly imagine. That out of the, again, hundreds, maybe thousands of performers, he called me. And he wanted to do a two-person improv show with me. Gratitude. And what an incredible compliment. And how lucky am I? And I don't feel entitled to any of it. I really don't feel entitled to any of it. I don't feel that any of these people owe me anything. But man, am I grateful that they give it. So to all of you beautiful dreamers out there, man, if you can seek out those people. And to me, you have to attract. It's the whole attract what you are. And I would say, if you don't have those people in your life, maybe the first place to look is, I'm looking at the man in the mirror of him. And say, man, am I am I approaching life with gratitude and um, graciousness? Or am I maybe complaining a lot and feeling entitled a lot and playing the victim a lot and woe me a lot. I mean, I get it. There is a lot of ways to be victimized in this world, and I've definitely played that card as well. And uh, I think there's a better way. Gratitude. 
All right, my lovely, beautiful people. I hope your dreams are coming true. It feels like mine are. And I am very, very excited for what's unfolding and these opportunities that are starting to gravitate my way. And I am very excited to just see what more unfolds because I feel like something big is coming. There, I said it. I said it on episode 90 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast. Don't know what it is, and I don't want to know what it is until it happens. But I just feel it stirring. It's a brewing. In some future universe, some cosmic state being that shall be called into fruition. And they all shall align in universal splendor and bestow upon me. Yes, that got really weird. I don't know what just happened. All right, everybody. So grateful for all of you. I love you all so much. Thank you for listening. Again, I hope your dreams are coming true. I believe in your dreams. And if they aren't coming true, maybe try looking at uh, gratitude and maybe see if there's some entitlement creeping in that maybe is is uh, getting in the way. All right, everybody. Love you all so much. Thank you for listening. This is episode 90 of the Paul Green Comedy Podcast, February 27th, 2024. I love you all so much. Keep going for those dreams, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Ed Muhammad.